There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey guys, thanks for downloading the latest edition of Don't You Know Who I Am. Before the podcast starts, just massive, massive thank you to everyone who's been downloading it. It is by far the biggest month of downloads we've ever had, like double every other month. So uh, thanks so much. Thanks also to everyone who's been donating to The Possible. There are 35 days to go. We're at three quarters of our target. So if you are listening and you're a fan and you think, oh, yeah, oh, I'll donate, I'll donate, please uh, please do it. Uh, every little bit helps. Um, there's heaps of cool uh, kind of rewards for you guys. So you get free gigs. Uh, you can get uh, a whole bunch of uh, music of mine. You can get uh, come along to the taping once we do it. Also, very exciting. Okay, in the next week, I'm going to be uh, announcing some live shows. If you're in Melbourne and uh, free on Sundays for the middle of July to the middle of August, five weeks, uh, I'm going to be doing them at uh, the Brew Cult on Sydney Road in Brunswick. It's a great venue. Uh, good food downstairs, good beers, and upstairs we have the uh, room. It's going to be great. So um, follow me on the social media, so on Twitter and Facebook. I'll be doing all that. Uh, and, yeah, it should be really, really funny. If you haven't been to a live show before, they're great. They're so, I really, really enjoy doing this as a live show. So um, also before we start this podcast, the uh, sound quality, yes, I know it's a little bit not up to the standard that I normally do it. Um, but it was that or no podcast at all. So hopefully you appreciate that, oh, there's a podcast, because I've been uh, currently uh, on tour with the Melbourne Comedy Festival Roadshow um, through Alice Springs, Darwin, all these places. So um, if you come along, oh, thanks. Thanks for coming along. And anyway, uh, enough for me. It's now, uh, it's too late, and I've got to go to bed. So enjoy the podcast. All right, bye. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl and this week I found out that I share my name with a bodybuilder from East Sussex whose entire Facebook feed is him posing with the caption, Beast. (laughs) Joining me this week are three return guests and one new me, so let's meet them now. Our first guest shares her name with a health and wellness ambassador in Melbourne, a school chaplain from Brocklehurst in New South Wales and a pregnant yoga teacher in Sydney, it's Danielle Walker. Hello. Did, did you know you share your name with a pregnant yoga teacher? No. Yeah. Not, not for long, though. I mean, no. She's only, it's, it's a small window. Yeah. Pregnant is in Dutch, pregnant yoga. No, pregnant. She, she's pregnant and she's, she's a yoga teacher. She's still teaching yoga. Yeah. It's impressive. They're cool. quite bendy yoga teachers. Also joining us is a man who shares his name with a tutor at Melbourne University, a doctor from Maine who studied at Harvest Medical School, and a Trump supporter from Texas whose Facebook name is Dan the Man Connell. Please welcome Daniel Connell. <laughs> yeah. Thank There's you. Dan that's the correct. Man, that's his actual Facebook oh, title. That's why I didn't get that. I couldn't use that one. <laughs> also joining us is a comedian who last time she was on, I couldn't find another Cal Wilson, but luckily one has come through. Unless it's her side business of Cow Wilson Bookkeeping Services, it's Cow oh, Wilson. Oh, I am the worst at that. Oh man, my plan B is shit. <laughs> and finally, is a man who shares his name with an Irish CrossFit fanatic, <laughs> a crane operator from Billingham in the UK, and a photographer from Gunnada in here in Australia, with the whose company is called Bugalugs Photography. <laughs> <laughs> but the one we have here is comedian and podcaster Carl Donnelly. Yeah. Now, uh, we're in Broome, we're on the Comedy Festival Roadshow, and so we've been together for a week, Mm -hmm. so you guys know each other's stories, so this is a very hard one to write. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, actually. So we're recording this in in my hotel room, it's really hot, everyone's having icy poles. 
<laughs> okay, our first game is called Social Me Me Media, where I read out a status update from one of you, yep. and you have to buzz in and tell me who you think it is. Okay. If you guess correctly, you get a point. If you're incorrect, the person whose status it is, they receive the point. So we guess if it's one or the other. Oh, right. Yeah. So you can't buzz in for your own. Okay. And your names are your buzzers. Sometimes I forget that I've written things. That's all right. You'll just not get a point if you oh, guess. All right. Because, okay. yeah, you'll get it wrong. Okay. So who wrote this? Hangover status. Sitting in my garden, staring blankly into the dis- distance, wearing a cape. Who wrote that? Danielle. <laughs> yes, Danielle. Carl? You are correct, Danielle. Yes, it was. <laughs> Point there for Danielle. Anything else? Just the cape? Like, was it naked with a cape? No, I, I bought um, I bought a cape uh, in a fashion faux pas last year. <laughs> not, it's not like a Batman cape. It's a, it is a fashion. Is cape. it velvet? It's not. It's sort of. It's a very dark maroon red. And it's not a cape. It doesn't clip it's on. For it's stage. Really, it? No, no. It's just for. Um, <laughs> when he bought it, he said it was for stage. I'm in a play. I want to buy a cape. Yeah. No, it's just for civilian use. Yeah. Did you save anyone when you were wearing? It? No, it's it's just it's genuinely. I, I bought it thinking I might risk wearing out in the house at some point, but then. Um, that's never happened. But I have worn it. I wear it around the house. It's sort of become a comfort style blanket. Yeah, it's a house cape. Is, is it a snuggie? Is that what it is? Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, it's, it's, it's very comfortable, and that's why it has become a sort of hangover go-to for, you know. What does, he, what does your partner think about it? She, um, she annoyingly supports every bad decision I make <laughs> in terms of fashion. And does it make you look like a beetle? Like, uh, like, I imagine it'd be like wings, you know? Well, yeah, it, is, it can be a bit wing-esque, if you, yeah, depending on how you... Obviously, wind factor and stuff like that. <laughs> is but, it uh, more like a satin, or is it like a thick No, it's, it's, it's blanket material. Oh. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not selling it. But I'm very <laughs> it's very velvet, comfortable. Velvet or satin, I'd go with, but blanket material. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's my one and only cake purchase. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not turned out great. <laughs> I also realise that this is going to be hard because you all share similar names. Yeah. Yes. There's Daniel and Danielle and Carl and Cal. Luckily, the voices are different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Question two. If you see me drop a chip on the ground and I don't pick it up and eat it, it means I don't trust you. Cal. Yes, Cal. Dan. That was Danielle, actually. Oh, that's, oh, what Danielle. I mean. that's what I meant. Danielle, you let me yes. Danielle. How long? What's your rule? on how long a chip can be on the ground for. If I drop yeah. it indefinitely. <laughs> a couple of days, you yeah. come back in. Maybe. Do you have, do you have heritage <laughs> chips, like chips that have been here for years that you are saving them? Don't touch it. It's <laughs> fine. Does, does it depend on the state of the floor as well, obviously? Oh, I've, like, I've probably dropped them on dirty cement before and picked it up and eaten it. Yeah. yeah. It also depends on the sogginess of the chip. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. I just just a crisp chip, mm, yum, straight yeah. back in. What about if you're having a few chippies in a pub and the pub floor's really sticky? Oh. Are, you, are you getting into it there? I didn't depend. It depend how hungry I was, <laughs> how dirty I thought the floor was, but your and who was there with yeah. me. <laughs> Right. And yes, yeah. how sticky the floor is, and you can get the chip back yeah. off the floor. Yeah. Like a Velcro chip. Because some friends would be like, yeah, well, you got to eat that. <laughs> They'll be like, great. We're all friends here. Nobody's judging me. Okay, this one's a bit of an act out. So it's, the surgeon says, scalpel is handed a scalpel. Cuts music festival wristband off own wrist. Yawns, sips Red Bull, continues open heart surgery. Whose status is that? Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Cow? No, it's Dan Connor. Oh. Do I get a yeah, point Dan? for that? Yeah, you get a point. Yeah. I did have to think about whether I might have written that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out that Alright, question four. I've just done a fart in an Uber that I suspect has lost me my 4.8 rating. (laughs) (laughs) Who tweeted that? Um, Dan. Yes, Dan. Danielle. No, it was Carl (laughs) Donnelly. See if you'd been wearing a cake. I'm not that dirty all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just talking about picking up chips, I thought. Would you pick up a fart off the floor and eat it? (laughs) (laughs) If it was mine. Christopher. <laughs> true story. How do you, I don't even know how to figure out. Do you have to ask them for your Uber rating? There's a, you can find it in your app. You have oh, to okay. really look for it. Though, I which never I, did. To know. <laughs> I was really worried. And actually, the fact that I was on a 4.8 annoyed me because yeah. Yeah, it stopped me. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm really good. I'm a good taxi 
passenger. Yeah. Do you sit in the front, front or the back? Front, front, front seat. Yeah. If it's just me on my own, obviously. Yeah. And depending yeah. on if they've got if they've got loads of stuff on their front seat, I don't like ask them to move it. I'll go back seat if they look like they've created not a safe space <laughs> in the front seat. <laughs> but um, yeah, if it's if front seat's free and on my own, they look friendly. I'm straight in it. Yeah. Really? Never, 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 never sit in the front seat. Really? Do you sit in the front seat, Daniel? I sit in the front seat most of the yeah. time. I do in taxis, but I don't in Ubers. I don't know oh. why, because I feel like oh, they don't want to talk to me. I'll just sit in the back, and they can, but taxis, they don't talk to you anyway, so... Well, I love a sit up front and no, chat. I don't like yeah, it. it's lovely. I've had the longest ever, sort of, or well, the best chat I've had with an Uber driver was with, we had, a, we had a debate about politics while we were driving back to my house. I was in the back seat. But then we, we, we got right into it and got quite sort of heated, but not in a bad way. It was a really sort of friendly, heated debate pulled up outside my house and we were just still right in the mix of it and then I think we stopped and stopped the meter and then he said um, oh do you need to get out and I was like well I don't need to and we just carried on on my driveway for about 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> it was really good then he saw saw you were wearing a cape and three so you like you climbed over to the front seat he got in the back so the remote in the back of his car it's really creepy actually looking back okay question five I've done the research all dads love surround sound. Cow, Carl, Carl. <laughs> yeah, Carl, Carl. Carl. It was Danielle. Oh, Point again for Danielle. The one I went for the one parent. Yeah. <laughs> Carl. It was Cal Wilson. Oh, I, was Cal. Cal. I knew it had to be. It was due for a cow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to change that as well because you said. I said frock. Frock. Shirt. So I had to make it gender neutral. Carl makes his voice. So no point there, guys. If it was cape, we would have known who it yeah. was. Yeah. Carl you... talked a lot about shirts this week, so yeah. I thought that's what got me. And then. <laughs> I never wear a shirt. I never wear a shirt shirt. Mm, no, you're just topless with a cape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my curse. <laughs> Alright, question seven. 3.30am, got home from Comedy Festival, was hungry, heated up some hash browns I found in the freezer, ate with a spoon, <laughs> have hiccups. This is regret. Dan. Uh, Kel. Yes, Dan. Danielle. You are right. <laughs> Danielle, yes. <laughs> that was a shirt. Why did, did you eat them with a spoon? Oh, they were like, I just put them in the microwave <laughs> and so they were all soft and yeah. like sloppy. Oh, like dinner so, porridge. And we didn't have any clean, like, cutlery that wasn't a teaspoon. So yeah. I just sort of ate them and went to bed. As soon as I heard a deep fried potato <laughs> treat mentioned, <Yeah. laughs> I don't know who this is. <laughs> Best food discovery I've had came from a lack of cutlery. When I was about 19, I lived with some friends. And I had a really delicious yogurt in the fridge, but there was no spoons clean, so I ate it with a biscuit instead of a spoon. Oh. And it became like a house tradition after that mm. yogurt and biscuits instead of spoons. What type of biscuit? Like a. It was sort of a hobnob. Oh, so it's a sweet one, not like a salada. No. Not <laughs> 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 the American version where it's like, what do they when they say gravy and biscuits? Oh, it's like a very yes, yeah. disgusting. But this was a sweet, <laughs> sweet biscuit, like an Arnott's for the local like listeners. Arnott's. Is that, is that <laughs> one of your Arnott's? Yeah. Oh, shit! <laughs> shit! Ah, uh, or Arnott's? <laughs> My mum used to work for Arnott's. She used to be a, a rep, putting them on the. On the front of the stores, oh, so, yeah. oh, so we used to delicious. Get, that's pretty easy. Joke. We used to get all the um, Tim Tam, no, the Tim Tam varieties before they were out in the shops, oh. and so I used to come to school and go, guys, the white chocolate Tim Tams, they're pretty good. The uh, chili ones, no good. They're rubbish. Uh, yeah. Did you get uh, like assorted cream? Yeah, oh. got all those. What's your favourite in the in the assorted creams? Um, I've, I've said this Monte before. Carlo. Monte Carlo. Yeah, yeah. Kingston. Kingston. I, I'm saying I don't. I think Kingston's very under, underrated. Kingston as a biscuit. is the best. And the worst is the orange, orange cream. cream. Yeah, yeah. Mm, the worst. No is that your next show no next good. year? Yeah. Show. <laughs> I was I was talking about this on uh, on Facebook the other day. Someone else, I think Greg Larson said, oh, let's get rid of the." Orange creams, yeah. and so I went and googled what the like people have been reviewing the Arnott's creams on, and every single review is 
Orange cream's disgusting. Get rid of it. Put something else in there. <laughs> and then get rid of the also the white, the long white ones. The who oh, not many people yeah, right. like those. Yeah. Do you like those? Yeah. 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 I'd rather just make everything else a little bit more and take those two yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, all the people who had um, reviewed orange creams, that was the only review they had on Google reviews. So they had to set up their <laughs> own account just to say orange creams are shit. I'll wait nine months, I'll yeah. do it again. It was Greg Larson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they, they didn't end with his son dying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, that's it. Char- For those who don't know Greg Larson, he does a character where his son died. Okay. It's very funny. Some <laughs> <laughs> concept. Yes. Question eight. Accidentally put Madras curry powder in my smoothie thinking it was turmeric. So if you need me today, I'll be crying and shitting my pants. Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Carl? Yes, you were right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You guys have already got to know me in the last, <laughs> last week. And, uh, all of the people sitting at this table who was the most likely to have a tumour experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. That, 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 that was only recent, that was. It was about a month ago. And it is the first taste was so shocking. You know, this, I, I bet it's sweet. It was like yeah. banana... Had a bit of avocado in, dates, Ooh, um, nice. had some apple. That was really nice and sweet and yeah. thick. But then just a little teaspoon of turmeric, I thought would just really oh. make it a super smoothie. And it was madras. I hate that thing <laughs> when you're like, you go to taste something thinking it's something else. Oh, it's the it's worst. It's absolutely yeah. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine got in an argument at a cafe because she had something with semi-dried tomatoes on it and she'd been into it and obviously they kept their semi-dried tomatoes with the olives and the whole thing just tastes like olives. Yeah. And she was like, I, I don't want that. Can you take it back? It's got olives. And like, I don't like olives. She goes, I do when I know I'm going to eat yeah, an olive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't have a surprise yeah. olive. No. <laughs> do you know that it was going, I've got the worst, well, but no, this, this one, mine's disgusting to yours. Hopefully it will not be when I ruin the mood. When I, was, I won, I won like a, you know, at the show, I won like a prize, and the prize was like a bag of fantails, and I put them in the cupboard at my nana and granddad's, and then I came back a week later, and they were in a container, and they sort of looked smaller in their wrappers, and I undid them, and they didn't look right, they looked like brown and sort of crumbly, but I was like, mm, it's chocolate, I'm going to eat it, and I put it in my mouth, and I bit it, and it wasn't. It was my Uncle Peter had played a prank on me where he'd taken every single one of the fantails out of the wrapper and put, like, tiny little dog food dog biscuits in oh. the wrapper. Oh. <laughs> Uncle Peter? Yeah. yeah, come on. I hate that guy. Yeah. Do you know the comedian Reginald D. Hunter? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure he's been over here a few times. <coughs> he is a comedian called John Robbins, who... Um, a good friend, and he. <laughs> no, he's here. But um, he basically hosted a show where he, he Reg was headlining, and John introduced him. So John had done like ten minutes for him at the end of the day, you know, right towards the end. Reg came on. John came off stage, grabbed his pint of water, and just downed a big swig, and was like, "That tastes disgusting." Um, found out that Reg was backstage and didn't think he had time to go to the toilet. Oh, oh, no. he, didn't, he didn't know when John was bringing him on, so just no. pissed in a pint glass and left it next to the back of the stage. Oh. <laughs> so he just drank a big gulp it's, of piss. I've, oh. I've done the piss in the bottle backstage, but yeah. Fiona O'Loughlin was telling me that she was backstage once and had to do a piss, but didn't have any like water bottle. Her water bottle was on stage first, and all she had was a cup of tea that she'd had. Oh. So she pissed in the cup of tea, oh, and then was like... When I get off stage, I have to go empty that before someone finds it and thinks that I piss in teacups. <laughs> and she was walking out and someone was like, oh, Fiona, we love the show, can we get a photo? And she's had like, she was standing there for like five minutes getting photos, holding oh, her yeah. piss in the cup. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. I'm impressed that she managed to stop at a teacup. Yeah, like, that's not yeah. much. <laughs> Maybe it was a mug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, Question nine. Visits news website. Reads article. Here's sound from autoplay video, can't find video, yells at laptop, throws laptop, video still playing. Cal. Yes, Cal. Dan. Yes, you are correct. Yes, it was Dan. <laughs> but also, feel your pain. I yeah, hate yeah. that. I hate that we... Autoplay. Yeah, can't oh, find I hate them. it. Can never find them. No. <laughs> Nothing worse. Oh. And so wrong with my iPad, that when you click off it and you go to another page, it still plays. So, uh-huh. so I can't, I have to turn it off. Can you turn your iPad off? It's still playing. <laughs> you go to another room. It's just in your head, mate. It's all in your head. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like an Edgar Allan Poe poem. <laughs> <laughs> and our last question for the round. 
If a tree branch falls on a stranger's car and no one's around to hear me say, fuck, that was unlucky, does it make a sound? Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Carl. No, it was Daniel Connell. Oh. I was going to say and then she chimed in. Mm. And then I was under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, at the end of the round, the scores are Carl, zero points. Shit. Did I not get one? Didn't get one there, sorry. Cal on three points. Dan on three points. We're in the lead on four points. It's Daniel Walker. Oh, yeah. Okay, this round is scored at nine to five. What a way to make a living. Now, we've all had bad jobs and bad gigs, and in this round, we go back to look at one bad gig in particular that happened to a young Daniel Connell. Now, Dan was doing a gig for an RSL 40-year anniversary. We're halfway through his set. He noticed that the 200 audience members were no longer listening and were looking past him. But what were they looking at? Was it A, a projector screen showing the names and faces of past RSL members who had died? B, out the window where two dogs were humping? (laughs) Or C, a TV screen which was showing the rugby and Dan jokingly said if he wanted them to, he can commentate it. Where one, I got a big laugh, and then one guy said, actually, that would be great, and that's where, how he ended the rest of the gig. Now, you can ask Dan as many questions as you want. Bear in mind, he wants you to get it wrong, because he will get your points. You don't have to answer together. You can answer individually. The floor is open to questions. Okay. Go. Well, um, if it was the two dogs, were they both of a similar breed, or was it interracial? Both, both Labradors. Two Labradors. What are the chances of two Labradors being in an RSL campaign? That one's out. That one's out of the question already. <laughs> um, who was playing? Who was playing the rugby match? It was a test match between Australia and Italy. Mm-hmm. Did the dogs? Um, what colour were they? Like, were they the same colour Labrador? Stick them with the dog one. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> they were cream Labradors. Both. Yeah. So it uh, looked like one. <laughs> One long Labrador centipede. <laughs> um, how many dad's names were on the list? Probably about six or seven. Those are not weird. What or true? What expressions were on the faces of the people looking past you? Uh, like faces of like intrigue and sort of open mouths, like just staring into a void sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a Labrador's void that they were... Yeah, possibly. <laughs> if I was doing a gig, I wouldn't have even noticed that it was yeah. gigs. <laughs> that doesn't sound like those faces of people staring at two dogs rutting. Or <laughs> <laughs> dead people. Or dead people. Yeah. I, think we're, I think we're on to something. Yeah? Yeah. And knowing that Dan loves rugby league, though, yeah. how would you have done with the rugby union test match? Uh, fine. I've... I've played union as well and had a little bit to do with it. I'm, yeah. And did you do humorous commentary or serious commentary? A uh, bit of both. Bit of both. What was your best gag? Um, a, there was a penalty blown and I did, didn't know what had happened and that's like a common thing in rugby union. Nobody knows what the rules are so I made a little rules gag and that went down like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> biggest gag of the night. Biggest laugh of the night, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds like a one, doesn't it? Yeah. You guys going to lock in answers already? Well, I feel quite yeah, confident. Okay. I'll go with Carl. What are you locking in? A, B, or C? So A. Definitely dogs. No, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the rugby. It's rugby. C for Carl. Danielle? I want to go for dogs just in case. <laughs> okay, B for dogs. Carl. And I feel like strategically I should go for old dead people. Okay, A for Carl. The correct answer was A. It was a projector of dead people. So two points for Dan there. One point for Carl. Sorry, you still got off the mark, uh, Carl. So what happened? So they were just playing. I had no idea. I was um, first of all, the room was set up the worst I've ever seen a room set up. It was like a horseshoe-shaped uh, table setting, so that half the crowd had their back to me because they were on round tables. Then the nearest crowd member was probably fifteen metres away from me. Like, it was like a huge moat, and then I was in the dark, so that I could hardly see me from the back anyway. And then food got bought out, so as the food got bought out around the horseshoe shape of the you know, the, what the tables are in, everybody started to eat, so everybody went quieter as it went around. And then um, I could just... People that were looking kept looking over my shoulder, and I might, I could sort of feel a flash every now and again, but, and I turned, and it was just elderly people's faces, <laughs> and <laughs> RIP, and then, oh, God, the day they died, former <laughs> members, and, yeah, I just... How long did you have to do? 15, and I that probably I noticed that about probably eight or nine minutes in, I oh reckon. So God. I churned through the last six. 
just to a somber mood. <laughs> In the room. doing cracking gags about that. Yeah. yeah. But why would they think that was a good thing to do? I like, one, no you're idea. up against food anyway, oh, which is always the worst. If yeah. you're listening to this and booking comedians for an event, <laughs> don't book them while the food's on. No one wants to laugh yeah. at a mouthful of food. Yeah, it was... Um, and I told them, like, I, c- I can't go on when the food's on. Yeah. And he's like, nah, you'll be right, mate. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can't change the schedule, so... Yeah, it was a it was a bad oh. experience. It was a four hour drive to Deniliquin that was in the little. Was it you? Who was I telling all night about that corporate gig that a friend of mine did, where the guy, he found out somebody he took the piss up somebody who had died that two oh, days yeah. before. Was That's it, right. Yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst ever. But tell the listen. Yeah, basically. So <laughs> that would have been weird. Yeah, it was a great story, guys. So, um, <laughs> should have been there, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. So he basically was dying at a corporate for a radio station and then started just he was treading water couldn't get anything then he started taking the piss out of the DJs and all the obviously all the backroom stuff loved it you know they started losing their minds so he just goes through the whole list of DJs just ripping into them he just goes and one name and goes oh, I want my name he's a fucking yeah whatever and everyone just goes utter silent and then he goes what what and somebody just goes um, puts their hand up because he actually he actually died yesterday and he just picked his pint up on stage and just went to John. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the guy's name was, and apparently it killed, like, everyone just clapped and he just carried on ripping into other DJ. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is like end of the world. Isn't it? Yeah. As a comic, that moment you realise that I've, I might have lost this. <laughs> and then the round of scores are Carlson on zero points, <laughs> Danielle on four, Cal on four, but in the lead now on five points is Dan Connell. Ooh. Yes. I don't want me to clap there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this round is called Yeah, Nah, yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. A point if you guess correctly, a point to the person the fact may or may not be about if you're incorrect. You can ask him as many questions as you want to. Okay, so to Daniel. Now, Cal once emceed an event for a staff Christmas party where at the end of it they were having a karaoke competition like a fake idol where one of the contestants got up and over the music of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, told all the bosses what a bunch of pricks they were, and they could <laughs> shove their job up their asses. said, I quit, and then did a classic mic drop. Ooh. Yeah or nah? Now ask the question. Okay, where, Bear in mind she wants to get it wrong. Uh, what year did this happen? Uh, it was... Um, it was not long after I got here, so I think it was like 2005. 2005, yeah. yeah. And, and in Melbourne, was it? Yeah, Melbourne. Okay, 2005 in Melbourne. Um, yeah, and a mic drop in 2005. That's that's got me. That's why I wanted. That's why I wanted to know the date because I think yeah. that that's a good 12 years too early. I reckon. The last 12 months have been a big big year for mic drops. It wasn't really a mic drop so much as she threw it on the she threw it. stage. Like she did, she like threw it down and it dented the side of the mic, and the sound guy was really pissed off afterwards. That's quite detailed. That's, that's pretty detailed. You want me to say yeah, then? <laughs> um, see what you're doing. Um, all right. How, how long did you, you have to do? So, so I was MC, MC, MC so I MC the thing, yeah. So it was yeah. like um, <clears throat> it was like an awards night, so it was before Christmas. It was yeah. like, you know, awards for the end of the year. And then they had this karaoke thing. And this woman who got drunker and drunker and drunker over yeah. the night and had been a bit rally through the night. And then uh, when they when I was like, no, you know, get the karaoke people up and you know, she's like, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then she got up and she was like, yeah, she just lost it and just. And what was your reaction of the crowd? It just shocked, Shock. like, because it had been a pretty good night, like, yeah. and everyone was pretty excited, but she was really messy by the end of it, and um, yeah, and they sort of got her off after. Okay, all right, I'm gonna say yeah. You gonna say it really happened? Yeah. Nah. Oh, <laughs> good lion. So really good, good lion. Good question though as well. I reckon the, the year. Yeah, yeah. Was was, oh, as soon as you said it, I was like, shit, shit, it's too early. It's too early. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so to cow now. Now Danielle lived in London for a time, and one night she didn't know how to get home, as the bus system was too complicated for her. She befriended some locals who were also waiting for the bus, and they said they could she could stay at theirs as they had a spare room. When she woke up the next morning, a large man was shaking her and her head was lying next to a human tooth. <laughs> yeah or no? A human tooth. Oh. If it had been a chip. 
So, okay, so there's a number of things that consume me. The bus system too complicated. I've met you, Daniel Walker, and you're very resourceful, and you know lots of things. So I feel like you would know how to do the bus system, but I also feel that you would go home with strangers. (laughs) 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 Um, What was the... who, Who did the tooth belong to the large man? I don't know who the tooth belonged to, and I still don't know who the tooth. So can you can you t- talk me through? So you you stay in this fear. First of all, what yeah, what uh, were they were men or women that you went home with? Like, so it was a couple. Yeah, I I met them at the bus stop because um, I didn't <laughs> know how to get home. It was like a week after I'd moved to London. I didn't know how to get home. But, but isn't a bus stop quite far along the way of getting home? Like, isn't it like? No, I like I went I went like to a bus shelter sort of near like in the centre of London uh-huh. and I needed to get back home and I was staying in South Ealing with a friend then and I just didn't know how to get home. I just thought the bus system because I lived in Townsville, we don't really I never used public transport before then and I didn't know that there was like a difference between night buses and day oh, buses. Right, right. So I had no idea how to get home and I went to the bus stop and sort of just asked like with an address how do I get home and nobody knew but there was a couple there and they had a bag of Doritos (laughs) 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 and we were sharing the Doritos and they dropped a chip because I really (laughs) and then they said we made friends and they said did I want to come stay in their spare room and I said yes and then I went to their home and it wasn't a spare room um they had like a housemate and he was like worked night times in bars and they said I could just sleep in his bed while he was away and then I could leave in the morning. And that's what I did. And so the large man was the, was the bartender coming home. To wake me up. Because he didn't know that I was going to be in his bed. <laughs> um, and then there was just a tooth in the bed. Um, how long ago was this? Um, I moved to London in 2011, I think. So did you have a smartphone? Yeah, but I think it was out of battery. I feel like this is the bit where it turns <laughs> and I go, but you should have been able to Google it on your phone. But the tooth makes me go, this sounds like something that would happen, but I'm going to say nah. You're going to say nah? Yeah. It was, yeah! Oh, it was <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. What a roller coaster. Oh. So you had no idea, you didn't ask him, is this your tooth, by the way? Or? No, I just thought it was like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> So did you just wake up? Did you just wake up and open your eyes? It was, I felt it on my, oh, like, indented no. in my cheek. Oh, no. Well, you slipped yeah. on someone's tooth. Yeah. Oh. So they could have popped it under the pillow. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the guy gets home and goes, the tooth area has really good <laughs> 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 Okay, now to Danielle. Carl, in a bid to get with a girl once, went to a party she invited him to. Wearing which cape. turned out <laughs> to be her dad's 60th where only eight people were in attendance. The night got even weirder. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When one of the guests got up and did this weird strip tease, yeah or nah? Which guest did this strip tease? <laughs> <laughs> the girl I'd, I was, I was wooing. Um, it was her friend. Okay, so her friend did a striptease for her dad. Yes, an unannounced and unwanted. <laughs> was she quite drunk? Everyone was drunk. Everyone yeah. was drunk. Um, how undressed did she get? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. What did the dad do when? <laughs> he got a bit too keen, and then his wife got uh, angry. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Um, what did your did your did you, you the girl you were uh, uh, <laughs> um, did she try and stop it? I don't think she did. I can't. Rem- I, I can't remember much about that part. It, it was 
to be honest, I was mostly concentrating on the carnage that was going on with the naked lady and the sort of the, how it had ruined what was essentially just some a six, some 60th birthday drinks in a conservatory. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she just... I don't remember what the girl looked but basically that was the end of any chance of me and her. Because you'd seen her friend naked? No, because I... Because you'd I'd, seen her dad with an erection. <laughs> I, that was when I made my getaway from the party. It all got too weird. Did you talk to the, the lady you were wooing again? No, never saw her again. Never saw her again? No. <laughs> hmm... If this is true, imagine that from her side. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm this guy who's really lovely. My friend took the loads off, and I never heard from him again. <laughs> oh, where, where, where was it? It was in Birmingham. Birmingham. In the, yeah, the West Midlands of England. So brilliant accents to go with the striptease. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually think the strip lady was from Birmingham. I think she was visiting as well. Because <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it, it was me, the lady in question and then the other lady in question who was visiting and, and then another two of her friends that thought I thought we were going to a party and then we got to a house and there was like three or four other people there just having some 60th birthday drinks so the dad doesn't have many friends no not at all <laughs> what type of man was he he wasn't a nice man but yeah, that, yeah, I didn't get a good vibe off him in the short exchanges we had. Yeah, but he really liked her. Oh, he, he, <laughs> he definitely reacted the best in the room. <laughs> hmm. Was he surprised to see you there? With... Yeah, he had no idea who I was. And I had no idea that I was going to the 60th birthday drinks. I thought, I was, I thought, you know, if you're chatting to somebody and there's a little connection, and they say, do you want to come to a party... Part of, me, part of me thought we're just going to go back to one of their houses and have some drinks and then continue the you just, the merry dance. <laughs> Did you speak to him ever again? Who? I spoke to no years. one in that. Still mates today. I actually, yeah, no, I got a message on Facebook from the stripper about two years later. Going, have you seen my pants? <laughs> saying, where'd you go? <laughs> just saying, because I was. Think she was back in Birmingham and saw that I was gigging in Birmingham and said, Do you remember that time in Birmingham? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, Yeah. You are correct, it was. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> nice one. And there was more to that. There was like, it, was, it was the weirdest night of my life. What's that? <laughs> That's the stripper. <laughs> yeah. It was a post gig sort of a, a tent. It was so bad. I've never done that thing of trying to hook up with people after gigs. For, yeah. You know, I don't, it's not my thing. And then it was one just period of time I was single and I just tried it. Not tried it, but just, you know, started chatting to some people after a gig and then yeah. one of them was attractive and we seemed to connect. And then just within about half an hour, just they were like, oh, we, we seemed to be getting on. She was like, come to this party and we just went and got in a taxi and it was so far out of Birmingham. It was like a 40-minute taxi. Oh. And oh. just then we got to a house and it was just family and friends and I was there for a couple of hours. I was just drinking my way through it, trying to just sort of blend yeah. in. Trying to—it's that horrible thing when you're a single bloke drunk, oh. just playing a long game and being like, "I'll just I'll be friendly for two hours, and hopefully it's something we can just be alone." I had that after a gig in Launceston. I was—I like, did the gig, and then people were like, "Oh, we're going for a drink here," and I was staying in this shitty, shitty place. I'm like, yeah, whatever gets me out of here. And we got in the car. And it was like a 25-minute drive out of Launceston, which is a, Launceston's not big, so that's a long way out. Yeah. And then I had one drink, and then everyone got out of the freezer, like climbing, rock climbing boots. Put their <laughs> rock climbing boots on. Freezer? Out of the freezer, yeah. And then there was a, like a picture rail along the entire house, and they were climbing along the picture rail. What? And I had one drink, and I was like going, this is so weird that I reckon I've had my drink spiked. Because yeah, yeah. it was in the freezer because it kills the um, smell. Yeah. And so, but then, what, they were all rock climbers, and they were just climbing around the house, and going, have a go, have a go, I'm like, I don't want to climb around your house, and then it was like me trying to figure out how am I going to get back to, or how long do I have to stay there before it's rude, before I call a cab, because oh, yeah. it was literally one drink, and then they're like climbing the around the house, and I'm like, oh, I've got to go, I, I can't be here anymore. Yeah. Did any of them strip? No, <laughs> I would have stayed if they did. No. So that, so that was the sort of that. It, it got to the point I think when she stripped that I was already starting to plan my getaway. I thought yeah. this is a lost cause. Yeah. Then she and stripped. Then she she stripped. Hello, this and is kicked off. Now. Genuinely <laughs> killed the party. Like I've yeah. never seen anything like it. She, she it was such a 
bad option. Like she thought <laughs> it was such a boring party. It was a 60th birthday in a conservatory, just out the back of the house. Yeah. And she obviously, in a drunk way, she didn't really know anyone at the party either. She thought, "I'm going to liven this up." Yeah. And, and it was, died. It any, was it any music to it, or did she just? <laughs> oh, that's what just reminded me. It was so ACDC, Highway to Hell was on. <laughs> they then put ACDC, ACDC album on, like greatest hits, and that was on. But she came out towards the end of the song. Um, and started stri- doing the striptease. No one was making a noise. Uh, the sort of the guy had a big grin on his face, and <laughs> she was naked. The CD ended, so uh, it went to total silence. Uh, <laughs> and it just—I've it, never felt a worse atmosphere. Than, uh, and then I left. But I left. With, I was at the point I was chatting to a guy and his mate. I thought it was his mate, and I just went. The moment it got really tense, I went, oh, "Guys, I'm out of here." And they came with me. And we went, they lived nearby, and we went back to their house. They went, do you want to come back for a drink? And then they took the kids <laughs> off. I mean, just weirdly, like, they, they were a gay couple. And when we got back, they just put on a karaoke machine they had in their front. They had a proper setup in their front room of, like, home karaoke. And the first thing when we got in, they put the karaoke machine on. And went, oh, can I get you a drink? I was like, I have a beer. And then they went, how about giving us a song? And I was like, what? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they chose me a song to sing, and it was Erasure, Sometimes... So it just went from this awkward silent party to me and just a gay couple's front room <laughs> singing a razor to me. <laughs> I was actually, but they were really fun. I ended up staying there for a couple of hours just drinking and having a laugh and then just got a taxi back to my hotel like that. Was how bizarre. <laughs> Alright, next question. Okay, to Carl. Yes. Dan was once pulled out of a basketball game as an attendant uh, to shoot the halfway shot with three other guys. Whoever got it in won $50,000. Before the shot, one of the guys who was pulled out as well said, whoever gets it in, let's split it three ways. And both Dan and the other guy there said, no. Nah. The guy who suggested splitting it made the shot and won $50,000. <laughs> yeah or no? Nah. shit. <laughs> um, where was the match? What did you say before that? It was utter, utter shit. shit. Not very nice. Where was, <laughs> uh, where was this was it one gone? Um, New South Wales. What was what level of basketball was it? Professional? NBL, yeah. It was the Hawks. Hawks versus Sydney Kings. Okay. Um, and why did you, did, where were you sitting when you got picked? How, how, was, it, how was the sort uh, of picking sips? Well, it's kind of behind the basket, maybe yeah. halfway back. And, Is uh, it how they do you, the... you put it, your ticket when you walk through, you wrote your name on the back. Yeah. And you just see these big barrels and then they just draw it out. Um, do you ever play basketball? A little bit. I was oh. there under sufferance with a couple of mates who loved it. You were quite tall though, so I reckon yeah. you would have been yeah. for last I got a lot of... Yeah, How tall are you? About 6'5 or something, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much as cricket and footy. And how, how far away was your shot that you took? Was it, where was it, a halfway line for it, was it? Did you have to no, I didn't. Yeah, you had to, whoever, whoever won it, yeah. But hang on, but three of you took shots? No, no, just the one guy. Hang on, how does that work? I thought three of you were taking shots, and then whoever. How does this work? Sorry, now I think we found a, a chink. In <laughs> it, it's he got selected. Three of us went down. Yeah, and then uh, whoever, some one of you gets selected to take the shot. Yes. How was that? Yes. And we made process? a little pact that you know we wanted to. He wanted to. The guy that had the shot, and we said no. Yeah. We wanted to keep the fifty grand, and then the guy that took the shot got it. And won fifty thousand dollars. All right. So he was saying, how come they? Why, how do they pick one of you out of the three? Huh? How do they do that picking? Oh, it was just like another little. We had to put a little piece of paper into a thing, and then they draw it out. Bureaucracy. <laughs> 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 I feel like why go through two rounds of selection? <laughs> if really can select it three. I'm going to go nah for this. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, though. I think you, you tried to dig yourself out. There were so many flaws in that. <laughs> All right, at the end of the round, the scores are Carl on one point. Yes. Cow on five points. Dan on five points. But back in the lead on six points is Danielle. So this round is called... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Halfway through that then, I was like, fuck. <laughs> what did Josh say? That bit where I said, so all, how, did you, how far away? Before you all got here, he told me the thing, and I was like, yep. Yeah. And then yeah. halfway through, I was like, oh, boy. And you, when you said, how did you get picked out of the tree? I was like, oh, God. Doesn't make sense. Up to that, I was like, this is going well. This is going well. Okay, this is our final round, and it's called Who Who 
poo-poo. In this round, I'll read out just 10 questions about you guys. You get a point if you get it right, you get a point off if you get it wrong. So anyway, you lose points. Your chance to go yes. into negative numbers. <laughs> your names are your buzzers, and you can't, uh, you know, come in if it's your own one. Okay, so first question. Who broke the most popular girl in school's front tooth? Cal. Yes, Cal. Dan. Yes, you are correct. Yes, Dan. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> How was, what, How'd you do that? Uh, we're at a beach in my hometown, Batons Bay, and she asked to go off my shoulders. I did punch her. <laughs> I said, no, get away from me. No, I went down under the water, as you do, and then flick up out of the water, and she went up. But instead of diving out, she just came straight back on top of me. Oh. And I was like that, and she, her head sort of clipped my elbow and uh, just broke her main front oh. tooth halfway up, just snapped it off, oh, never saw the tooth again. Or her. It's up in London, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was there a bit of backlash? Were people blaming you? Or was it just, no, everybody yeah. could see it was an accident. Yeah. Uh, and I felt terrible. As yeah. you, and yeah. I offered her cash, but her family were loaded, so yeah. it was <laughs> all good. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Buy yourself something nice. Question two. Who fell asleep on the train, stayed asleep, went all the way to the end of the line, and then back to where they started... Woke up without realising they were asleep and only realised when they saw the train going in the wrong direction. Carl. Yes, Carl. Danielle. No, it was Carl Wilson. Oh! Shit. That's a zero. It was at Lister Square. It was at Lister Square on the tube. I'd had a couple of drinks after work. A couple? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Only a couple. Lister Square, through the window, closed my eyes, opened them again, said Lister Square, the the tube was going the wrong way. I'd slept all the way out to the... To the end of the line, out of Brixton, come all the way back in. So it was like an hour and a half or something. No one had touched my bag, which I just left on the floor. It was so bizarre to have got on the right train and then it just be going the wrong way. It was really surreal. Question three. Who in high school won the Senior Music Performance Award? Dan. Yes, Dan. Danielle. You are correct. Yes, Yes. it was Danielle. What was your instrument, Danielle? My voice. Your voice? <laughs> I'm an angel. <laughs> what did you, you sing? I don't want to say. So, the voice from the bush? Um, no. Uh, my <laughs> teacher chose the song and we sang Colours of the Wind by Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do a number for us No. <laughs> they made us choose between that and Taylor's Oldest Time from Beauty and the Beast. So... <laughs> Why the Disney? Was that your style of singing? No, we just had, my teacher had like a a music book and it was all just Disney songs and I think those were the only two that he could like play well. (laughs) (laughs) Question four. Who suffers from a hormone condition that means they get puffy nipples? Danielle. Yes, Danielle. (laughs) She's looking around at everyone's nipples. Carl. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Totally too very glad Puffy nipples, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's called gynecomastia. It's a real, it's a hormone what thing. It, what does it mean? It's a well, basically, it's sort of a hormone imbalance. I had a hormone imbalance, which I still have from teenage years. I've got too much estrogen in my body, which is why I'm such a feminine guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it does mean my nipples puff up often under With, what, under threat. Under yeah. <laughs> when you got your like cape a, on, like yeah. a lizard. Uh, when I'm warm. Mainly, oh, yeah. well, we've been swimming in the pool. You haven't, I haven't cool noticed water. your cool water keeps them down to oh, uh, sort of manageable levels. So but clean. now, yeah, they're not too puffy now. It's not, but <laughs> when I had, a, when I was a teenage boy, I had hard lumps under my nipples. Yeah, and I used to like get worried, and then eventually I told my mum. I said, "Mum, I think I've got something wrong with me." And we went to the doctor, and the doctor said that's completely normal. Yeah. But no one tells you about it as no, a teenage no, boy. But no one tells you about your hard nipples, like your lo- big lumps. Yeah, on. and a lot, of, a lot of teenage boys have gynecomastia, but they grow out of it once they finish puberty. Yeah. Mine's oh, okay. a lot, but a very small chunk of men keep it for their life. So do you have to have treatment for it? No, you can. You can get. It's the only way I can get it fixed is surgery, but it's, it's not that big a problem. Yeah. It used to be a big problem. It used to really bother me, but then. Just get, I just got used to it. I did a show yeah. about it. And it ended, I did mm-hmm. my show. Ended, I did the last 10 minutes of my show topless and talked about them and really sort of just that got wow. me over it. Just took kind of mission for my anxieties, guys. When, when you did your show topless, was there like two months before Edinburgh that you're like, I'm going to hit the gym and just really... No, uh, no, no. I thought I wanted to just go <laughs> in and deal with my body issues. But I, there was a, the worst was in the preview season when I was trying to get the show together. I was trying to work out at what point in the show to get topless, and I tried various different times. 
the time when I did it in the first five minutes was the longest hour of my life because it just ruined the whole show. You can't. It's hard to do sort of quite, mm, you yeah. know, sort of it, you know, quite vulnerable stories mm. and like, but actually, but still be funny and silly while you're topless. It's really distracting. Yeah. And then the worst one was I, I talked. To, the way I ended up doing the show was I had a, root, a whole routine about my teenage years and how body conscious I was, and then it carried on into like adulthood, but. I talked about my nipples in about the first 10 minutes and then did the rest of the show about anxiety off that. And then at the end, when I, I did this big reveal of getting my top off and it was a callback, but it really sort of felt like a set piece. I did one preview where I just got my top off, bang, and the whole room just looked absolutely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and in that, it, it, I sort of just couldn't work out what was going on. Now you know how that girl, that party at the city. But I said to the audience, like, I said, guys... I just had this thought, and I went, did I do, did I mention my nipples earlier on? I'd just forgotten to do the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I literally done 50 minutes of just normal sort of stand about, you know, insecurities and stuff, but I'd not mentioned that. And at the end, just ripped my top off for no reason. And started talking about you. I'm not even talked about it. Oh, I ripped off as a punchline without having mentioned them, and they just thought I was a lunatic. Well, this I used to do a bit in my show. This is like in 2012 about creepy guys in nightclubs and a, a whole song about that. And then at the end of the song, I would reveal, I would rip my shirt off, and it was like I had a prop shirt that we could do it. And it was funny because I was a skinny little white dude. Yeah. But in the years since, I've been going to the gym, and I can't do that song anymore because it just looks it's like just buff. people. people are going, <laughs> he just wants to get his top off, yeah, yeah. show off his body. <laughs> Yeah. It's that thing, I just can't do it anymore, so yeah. I don't do that song anymore. So. Yeah. That's quite amazing. Yeah. What Josh is saying is, would you like that song? <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, just go to the fucking gym, mate. <laughs> we are headed to a crock park this afternoon in 35 degree heat, so I'm going to be just have play cam on your nipples pretty much. <laughs> well, I'll tell you when they hit peak puffiness. Thank you. And I'll give you a little... Show. I'm is quite it uncomfortable? Like, no, they... no, you don't feel it. It's just, it's, I, it, it's, I think it's not even that. Mo- most people wouldn't notice it. Yeah. How often do you look at somebody in a t-shirt and check yeah. every outline of every part? But I used to be incredibly self-conscious about it. Like, that's what started me wearing all black. I always, huh. I always, oh. I started wearing all black from like a young age because I was convinced everyone was staring at it, and it's not true. It's, just, yeah, it's yeah, an it's anxiety that is hmm. irrational as much as anything, but. Yeah, I just overly. I, I've really. I reckon it's only yeah. Since I did that show, it's the only time I've started to relax. Like getting into swimming pools, I wouldn't have been getting in the swimming pool five years wow. ago. Yeah, but now in there, old noodle diving. <laughs> <laughs> it's also swimming pool. It's right, and that, and that is only because I finally sort yeah. of dealt with it. What a nice relief. It like, was lovely. Yeah, yeah. I used to hate. I used to hate yeah. it so much. I was incredibly self-conscious. Like hated sort of being in any way. Anyone seeing me in any sort of form of nudity. Mate, obviously, like intimacy was quite a weird wow. thing. I'd sort of say, yeah, but it's sort of now in can't get Question five Who at 11 years of age was a regional shot put champion? Cal. Yes, Cal. Oh, Dan. You are correct. Yes, it was Dan. <laughs> I mean, Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> that would have been great if I was. <laughs> Question six. Who, wa- who was once pelted with chicken by the audience at a gig? Who was once pelted with chicken by the audience at Carl. a gig? Dan. Yes, Carl. Cow. Yes, you are yes. correct. Yes. Yes. I remember that. that. Yeah. I remember that story. I was trying to figure out who yes. story. Yeah. It was at a chicken factory. <laughs> <laughs> and they were really angry. It was a chicken factory Christmas party. And it was all the workers that filled the chicken and they were really pissed off because their Christmas dinner was chicken drumsticks and we got there to do our wacky improv and they didn't like us and they were pissed and we were in the way of their drinking and so they just got tired of us and they just pelted us with chicken drumsticks until we left the building. My one regret is that we didn't try and catch any with their mouths. Yeah. Like that would have been <laughs> I once said a gig in Glasgow where somebody hated me so much they ran to the stage and tried to nip my shoes. <laughs> Why, you were wearing them? Uh, yeah, you were wearing they, they grabbed my foot and tried to take my shoe off. <laughs> they just got hated me were so they, much. Were they a dog? <laughs> no, it was a very aggressive, it was a weird, I was supporting a DJ. Um, I did a tour with a guy called DJ Yoda, he's amazing, he's a very good hip-hop DJ, but he does visual, like, he, video, he video DJs as well, it's, well, it's amazing. But we, so he does a lot of stuff that's quite funny, he thought it'd be interesting to have a stand-up support him. So I did the tour with him, and uh, it w- was interesting to <laughs> support a DJ about... 
probably 20% of them were really fun 20% were absolute horror shows yeah. and the rest were just about manageable stand up before music is quite often not good yeah. but yeah. music before stand up can work yeah, yeah, yeah. listening yeah. Eye, we can, yeah but the guy who tried to knit my shoes definitely did not know yeah. he was there on probably ecstasy just wanted to dance and suddenly I went on and started talking about my child and, and you're puffing like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just not having this I'm taking his shoes <laughs> Question seven. Who puts fake tracking IDs on unregistered posts they send just to keep the mail sorters on their toes? Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Dan? Yes, you were correct. Oh, yes. no. What was that? It sounded like such a... Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you looked at me significantly as if to throw attention away from yourself. Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of qualities of like a... 50 year old dad oh, yeah. I, good way, I get told I'm a 7 year old man yeah <laughs> your barbecue admin skills yesterday <laughs> like you would have wanted to straight up cleaning it while it was still hot enough that the sort of the stuff would come off easier that's what you're going to do yeah, you also said the words oh you take a seat I'll watch it from here <laughs> 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 That's what I wanted to ask actually last night who had done the barbecue because I was like, which of the. Well, Dan was, and then Stu, uh, Stu is our uh, stage manager here, he kind of came and I could tell there was a bit of jostling. He jostling. wanted to take over because that's, you know. That's what yeah. he does. <laughs> yeah. Not take over, he, he just wants to, you know, make sure yeah. everyone's. I felt like, yeah, I felt like there was sort of. Alpha male, <laughs> but it's just like, like a soft going on. alpha male yeah. battle going on. I, was, I think you won it by mine. Well, I was interested in this too. I don't know who. Usually, when you tour with a group of comedians, one becomes the alpha, and everyone kind of. And I'm not sure who is the alpha in this group. I, I, I don't think Annie was a particularly alpha. No. no, I'd say you just win it just with your desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't become alpha; you just become. You watch your man. <laughs> Well, that's it. You, yeah, you've got impeccable manners for a, a man in your mid thirties. <laughs> Question eight: Who believed for a long time that their dad had been shot in the war? Who believed for a long time their oh, dad Dan. had been shot? Uh, yes, Dad. Danielle. It was Carl Donnelly. Yes. Oh. Uh, I come from a family of. Uh, compulsive liars. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad Do told you me, really? Yeah, I know. My dad told me when I was about five that he had a massive scar on the inside of his leg. And I said, What was that? And he told me he got shot in the war. And he told me this amazing story about how he'd been shot and had to crawl under a bush and then wait until the enemy troops went past and he crawled back to base and just was saved in that. And then I just, that just went in when I was five and I just believed it because it was my dad's. And then I reckon I, it just it got in there, but I'd never questioned it until I was about 14. I was in a history lesson, we were doing war stuff, and I just looked at like a chronology of all the major wars, and I knew my dad's age, and I was like, there is no war he could have fought <laughs> other than Vietnam, but you know, he's from South London, but he didn't exactly send people to Vietnam, so I just went back home that night and said, that's fine, you know, you told me you got shot in the war. <laughs> and he just laughed, I went, ah, oh. I, like, I don't know, I still wasn't making it up, because I had a cyst removed when I was doing <laughs> I should get him on the podcast. It's not like he'd be good. It's great. I've got an uncle called John McCluskey. He was also he was the king of the liars in my family. He's not blood related. He was my uncle who married my actual aunt. It was his brother. He told me when I was eleven that he um, he was in the Guinness Book of Records. I don't know why I just never checked it, <laughs> but for being the first doctor to fully remove a human spine post death, because oh. apparently he claimed that when you die, your spine dissolves. And he just told me this amazing, again, story of him becoming this, like, sort of legendary doctor. And I never questioned it, even though he was not a doctor. <laughs> he was he did like an odd job man. He didn't have a problem. He was a manual labourer, like, you know, a tradie, what you say here. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God. And I remember, again, about a year later in a biology lesson, I brought it up to a biology teacher. I went, uh, so is it true that um, the human spine dissolves after death? And he went, no. <laughs> <laughs> And you just, you never think about it again, you just have it as a core Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did it a couple of years ago, I was working on a TV show, and I was so, I'm so embarrassed that I, so we were doing something about organ donation, and I had read something like a Reader's Digest when I was a kid that said that if you get an organ from someone else, you'd take on the characteristics of the person that had that organ. <laughs> <laughs> I just absorbed that as information, I said something about it out loud in the writer's meeting, like, just don't you take on some of the characteristics of the organ? And the producer was like, 
it's the best though. It's the best where I've had somebody says a word wrong and they're like yeah. 30. And you're like, have you just said that? And they're like, they say it again. And they're like, oh yeah. my God, they've always thought it's like... <laughs> Chris thought the word cleavage was cleavage <laughs> until like, he was like 27. <laughs> I love when people make fox passes. It's so weird. Uh, okay, question nine. Who once had a job as a dog washer? Who was once Dan. a dog... Yes, Dan. Danielle. No, it was Carl Dolby. Yeah. I worked at a dog boarding kennel, which was <laughs> You were a washer dog at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we washed that only for Yeah, it was only two weeks when I was sixteen. Oh, two we... weeks of washing dogs, and it was because I thought I could get away with not doing work experience. Did you ever do work experience? Yeah. yeah. So we have this thing where you, everyone sorts out their own. Like you, they say you've got two weeks to mm. find somewhere to work. And I, in my naughty mid-teens head, thought, well, if I don't sort one, that's two weeks off school. And then two days before we broke for it, my careers advisor sort of got wind called me and said, well, you've not sorted anything out. I was like, I know, no, it's a shame, innit? But I couldn't sort anything, so, you know, I've seen a couple of weeks. And he went, hey, legally, we're not allowed to do it. You have to work somewhere. I was like, yeah, but, you know, I'm not going to find somewhere now. So, and then he went, well, we're going to have to find you one. And he had, like, these, these little cards on his table of, like, all the leftover shit ones. And he went, how about this? And I said, I had to wash dogs for two weeks. <laughs> and really, it was, it was the summer that um, Natalie and Brulia's Torn came out in the UK. It was, it was played on radio every half an hour and now I have sort of a weird like, Vietnam now. flashback every time I hear that song anyway I just <laughs> sort of <laughs> moment of remembering just washing that would have been good wouldn't it smell yeah. awful yeah I suppose I'm not a massive you know I'm not a massive animal person I like them but I don't really but yeah but it was actually quite pleasant compared to some of my, some of my friends who ended up just hanging out with like pervy old people yeah I had a work experience at a primary school and the primary school teacher cracked on to me oh, oh. 16 was like what? Give me your number and we'll catch up afterwards. Oh. So I did mine in the school as well, which just showed how little I saw or thought of the outside world. I was so just instantly going, what can I be? Oh, there's a teacher. I could be a teacher. And so I was a PE teacher for two weeks going to my old primary school. That was, that was my one. What did you do? I went to like a landscaping office because I thought I was going to be a landscaper. And I just told them they didn't even know what lots of plants were <laughs> we're walking around and I was like that's a cordyline that's a croton and they were like you are good <laughs> and I was like oh, what's wrong did you get paid <laughs> no see some kids came back who the ones who'd yeah. done like tradey stuff they got paid yeah where was mine yeah what'd you do yeah, I did building uh, yeah. trade building with my uncle for two weeks and we built <laughs> Worked on my mum and dad's car. Probably managing yeah. the. I did all this invoicing. Just did invoicing for two weeks. No, I, I, worked, I worked on mum and dad's car and house with yeah. him, and uh, a few mistakes there that mum and dad don't know about. But um, <laughs> he gave me two hundred dollars cash at yeah. the end of the fortnight. Wow. Yeah, it was two hundred dollar notes as well. Which I had never Ooh, held. It what colour are they here? Green. Green, green banks. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And, they don't, and they don't fit in all wallets either. Oh. I can't, yeah. So you just have to wait for them. And our final question for the game Who once ended an interview with the line, Everybody likes to hear about murders? Who said that? Carl. Yes, Carl. Danielle. Yes, you are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what interview was that? <laughs> for uh, Pop Culture. Oh. It just came up, and it's, a, and it's the last line. Everybody likes to hear about murders. <laughs> <laughs> very Danny Walker. <laughs> doesn't surprise me that you were good at your landscaping thing because all this week you've just been telling oh, us interesting facts about stop. the outside yeah. world. <laughs> Mum's a landscaper too. Yeah. Mainly, <laughs> mainly the bums of ants. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. But yeah, your animal knowledge is yeah. pretty good. Second to none. It doesn't Ant. help. I mean, it helps that this seems to be the exact same climate as where I'm from, yeah, so yeah. everything needs to be the exact same. And animals. that we're all idiots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. We don't go outside, you <laughs> city folk. Yeah. Okay, and, and at the end of the game, the scores are Carl on two points. Amazing. Dan Connell on four points. Oh, we're back. You went backwards. Cal on seven points, but our winner on eight points is Daniel Walker. Before we go, a quick round of plugs. Where can people find you, Danielle? Saying you won, you can go first. Um, at Dan's Cool OK on Twitter <laughs> and at Danielle's Cool OK on Instagram. And do you have a podcast as well? You do? Oh, uh, we haven't released it yet, but me and um, Laura Dunham are doing one called Hello Toots, which we'll release at some point. Awesome. 
Cal? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Calbo, C-A-L-B-O, on Instagram at Calbo Wilson. Um, I have a kids' book coming out next year, but Sorry. I can't tell you when or what it's called, but it's done and it's exciting. Excellent. Great. Uh, my main thing to go to would be my Facebook, which is Daniel Connell Comedy. You go there, you'll, it's where everything's there. All my links to all the other stuff's there. Website, danielconnell.com.au. Cool. And Carl? Carl Donnelly. Uh, just at Carl Donnelly's Twitter, Instagram, got in early doors. <laughs> you have to put comedy on it. Uh, and yeah, Facebook and websites, carldonnelly.co.uk. And I do a couple of podcasts that are good fun. They're all on the website. And your podcast with your friend Chris Martin? I do, yeah. I do a regular one called Carl Donnelly and Chris Martin Comedy Podcasts, which we named in the early days. And we didn't know you meant to have a catchy title. <laughs> and then uh, we've got a new one called Babysitting Trevor, which is very silly, with an Australian comic called Trevor Crook, who is very funny and weird cool before we go big thanks to everyone who's been donating to the possible campaign there's only like about 35 days left and we're almost there so if you haven't done it and you want to see this up as a TV pilot please donate I really want to do this and uh <laughs> that's it thank you everyone who complained I know who I am until next week bye This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.